Welcome to Careers in Your Ears, the careers podcast for PhDs and research staff at King's College London. I'm Donald Lush, one of the career consultants working with researchers here at King's. Today I'm joined by Emma Davenport. Emma teaches critical and contextual studies for the design department at the Sir John Cass School of Art, Architecture and Design, which is part of London Metropolitan University. So welcome, Emma. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you for coming along. Can you tell us a bit about your current academic role um, and a bit about your kind of academic career history? Yeah, okay. Well, I suppose I I teach a subject that most people probably aren't familiar with unless they yes. were doing an art design architecture yes. degree. Yeah. Um, and it's basically the theoretical historical part of doing a kind of practice-based degree. Right. Um, so it's a real mishmash, if you like. It's, yeah. It draws on humanities, it right. draws on social sciences, it's obviously incredibly visual and um, sometimes materially based. Uh, we have, you know, we've done projects in the past where students have designed things and then right. written about them. Right. Kind of, his, you know, within a kind of historical and theoretical context. Mm. Um, it's a mixed bag. I never thought I would be teaching it. Right, yes. <laughs> oh, that's the important bit. That's yes. the important bit, yeah, I think, yeah. because I didn't realize it existed yes um yeah. because actually i don't come from an art design right. background my background is much more um well i studied education right. for my undergraduate and then i did a master's in anthropology right. and a master's in design right. history so i got quite an eclectic yes. background so yeah. actually when i got approached after finishing my design history masters by someone at London Metropolitan looking yeah. for someone to teach a subject. I thought, oh my God, what is this? You know, but also actually this this kind of fits me. You yeah. know, it's yeah. drawing on lots of things that I've kind of covered but haven't seen how they could come together yeah. in in a subject. Um, but no one really knows what critical contextual studies are. So no. I have like shorthand. So okay, yes. my shorthand is yeah. design history. That's, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Then people say, you know, is that like history of art? Yes. Yes. Uh, or design studies right. or design theory. Right. Um, I try to get design in yes. there, okay. I think. Is that because people relate to that word? I think so, yeah. 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 And But the other one that's probably th that people relate more to now yeah. than they did perhaps when I first started, is material culture. Right. And that now is much more um, known, okay. you know, in, yeah, in terms yeah. of kind of a discipline and also a, like a research interest. Right. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, out of habit, it's still, it's critical contextual studies. That's what the students right. know it as. Okay. So that's what I call it. And that's what you do, <laughs> yeah. your, your, your day job. Yeah, my Fantastic. day job. So, um, I mean, at any point, I guess that, you said it's, you know, I, I guess it's a bit sort of accidental that you've ended up doing this. Is that fair? That is totally, yeah. totally fair. I Good, mean, yeah. yeah, it's accidental. It was just luck that someone yeah. came along as I was finishing yeah. my master's in design history, um, looking for people right. to teach undergraduate. And um, yeah, they were looking for someone to do first year and second year. Right. And I had had teaching experience and kind of working with young people yeah. prior to um, 
doing my masters and obviously my undergraduate was in education so yeah. I often was in kind of teaching yeah. um kind of setups yeah sure um but yeah and and basically they said to me you know what you can teach the first year right because you've got lots of teaching experience and you'll understand what it's like for those right. first years coming into um university for the first time Fantastic. yeah doing yes. a degree and and actually that maybe that worked out well because yeah. another part of the career journey is that i'm the first person in my family to have gone to university okay so being at university and yeah. then having some sort of academic career is totally like uncharted territory yes for anyone in my family oh that's great that's i mean that's a great story <laughs> so i mean briefly because we're digressing a bit but what, what do your family think of that is that is that sort of change things uh no i mean no, yeah no. i mean no it's still i think no. they always thought that i was clever right but i'm not sure that's a good thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i'm not yeah. um but uh you know i think and they always thought that i'd be quite good at teaching right they okay. i was known as being quite bossy when right, I was a kid, okay. I don't know. So they... But I don't think they thought about me being at university because right. obviously that wasn't on their radar. Yeah. We, it was more, a, you know, secondary school or primary school. Right. And actually, when I began teaching at university, I realised this is, this is the, the like, the, mil, the milieu for me. This is where... This is yeah. yeah, this is it. This is where yeah. education is really exciting yeah. for me. And I feel more confident right. as a teacher with this group of learners right. if that makes sense somewhere where we're sort of yeah. kind of in a similar like oldest student and also someone who's decided they want to be yeah. there studying their degree yes yeah that yeah kind Fantastic. of so yeah so it, a good accident it worked out well yeah it did so let's talk a bit about the research which is what got me interested in interviewing you for this. So we met at a conference um, and you were presenting your research on, on dress particularly and your background is in arts, humanities and social science and education. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the research that you're doing and the, the things you presented at that conference? Um, yeah, I've, I've printed off the paper here to remind <laughs> me. But I mean, I suppose basically in a nutshell, yeah. it's about what people wear to work. Yes. And then specifically, it was about what do people who are teaching and researching in university, which for shorthand I'm going to call academics, yes. what do they wear to work? Yes. And again, that sort of sprung from personal kind of observation yeah. of, you know, uh, not having any kind of models myself right. for like how to appear yeah. at university. Um, working in an art art and design yeah. department very different yes um and then also at one point working in two different universities in two different institutions okay. and having suddenly uh kind of really really struck by the fact that actually i had to appear very differently in these two right. institutions yeah. um you know what i was wearing in one context didn't feel right in yes. the other context yes. um and and so yeah i started to think wow dress is this very sort of powerful yes tool interface um and yet it's not 
it's not everything mm. you know you I'm not someone who's like you can judge someone by the way that they look yeah. at all especially not in academia yeah. you know yeah. in the university but yeah. there's something about the way that dress provides a resource you know for yeah. you to I suppose find your way yeah. at work yeah. um, and what's interesting about universities is that there are no explicit dress codes yes yes but if you look at different departments yes. and even at institutions yes. Yes. you will see, You'll see similarities yes. yeah. yeah yeah so it's yes yeah. yeah, it's, it's fascinating and yeah uh, yeah i feel a bit like i'm a dress detective <laughs> that's brilliant yeah <laughs> so i mean i realized when i when I'm, after hearing you speak because i'd never given this any thoughts at all but you're, you're right there are there's more there's actually several dress codes for, for academics um, Absolutely, and, and that, that is actually rarely acknowledged. Uh, that's the that was the other sort it's of the elephant in the room. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, so, what if you kind of maybe pick one of those dress codes that you'd spotted? You know, what what does it signify? You know, maybe the in art and design where you know people I think are often expected to be quite fashionable and make a display with what they're wearing. And, yeah. You know, what what's those? What do those kinds of things convey? Well, I suppose what. I can tell you that the sort of mm. first thing that made me think about um, dress codes mm. at university was um, basically there was an interview with um, the head of fashion at Central St. Martins, right. um, Louise Wilson, and she basically talked about the fact that when teaching she always wears black, right. she always wore black, yes. um, and that was because she said, I'm my job is to be really critical of yes. the students and therefore I do not want anything else to distract from what I'm saying to them. Yes. So it's just it, crucial that, you know, I present a completely, not, it's not, not a blank canvas, no, you no, know, but no. it's like a, there's nothing to see here. Yes. Just listen to my voice. Yes. And I thought, wow, that's someone who's really thinking about how dress plays a role in yes. the way in which they're teaching yeah. and how they want their students to you know understand yeah. you know kind of you know what's being taught mm. um and i thought about this wearing black mm. quite a lot mm. and also about the way in which um there's a book called London After a Fashion, and I've forgotten the author, but mm. someone again um, at uh, LCF who talked about artists really thinking about how they would dress. Yes. So actually, the paint splattered outfit yes. was was done on purpose. Yeah. You know, it wasn't an accident. Yeah. Um, yes. And I thought, oh, is that does that happen at does that happen yeah. at the cast? Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. And yeah, yeah, I mean, there are you know there. I'm, I am, I'm reluctant to say, you know, to put people into kind of like style tribes, yeah. you know, yeah. but there are, I would say there are recurring garments yes. that come up. So like military jackets, yes. workwear, yes. you know, kind of um, yeah. sort of French kind of mid 20th century workwear, yeah. you know, like denim jackets yes, buttoned yes, up, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of, quite a lot of denim, quite a lot of it's quite casual yes. i would say yeah. um but then there's also the other end which is sort of 
quite experimental, maybe kind of Japanese couture, you yes. know, um, Izumiyaki. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. And there's, you know, kind of uh, statement jewellery. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, I've read a lot where, you know, maybe someone in history would be more likely to be sporting a tweed, mm. a tweed jacket. Mm. Um, but again, all of these things kind of tell us yeah. that they're, that, you know, what you wear to work is, um, is, is not inconsequential. I can't yes, remember the right no, word, it's, but it's you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's communicating. And yeah. it's also, it's kind of not just saying yeah. here I am, but it's also saying, let's maybe have there's a dialogue you know you, yes. there's a conversation there's, there's a to dialogue. be had yes. yeah 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 it's, it's not just a statement it's no an absolutely invitation to communicate absolutely so that's really interesting i remember years ago um, um a colleague of mine when i worked in sixth form colleges talking about the new students arriving and saying some of those people would have been up all night wondering what they should be wearing okay yeah, very, yeah yeah very anxious about it and that kind of thought goes through my mind so i'm kind of thinking about the people i work with you know, someone preparing to go to their first academic role. You know, yeah. would you have any advice for them if they if they are worrying about what they should wear, uh, or, or just things they should consider thinking through? Well, I mean, there's so many. Um, you know, there's so many variables. Like, how old are you? Right. You know, yes. like. So, who, who is your student population? What's yeah. your subject? What's your institution like? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the thing maybe to remember is that um, you're not necessarily committed yeah. to however you appear that, yeah. that yes. next day. Yes. Things can change, yes. which I, I now yeah. think is so great after having, you know, taught in our education for sort of 10 years yeah. that, that actually, you know, I appear differently now to how I did when I first started. Yeah, that's great uh, to know that you're not stuck. You're not stuck. With it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not stuck. Yeah, um, and that you want to feel comfortable, and yeah. that probably also you're there's an element of performance always when you stand up yeah. you know or even when you're in a seminar group with yeah. 25 people. Yeah, everyone's going to be looking at you. Yeah, so. I think you do need to think about yeah. how will I feel in these these clothes yes. that I'm choosing, yeah. um, and then once you start teaching, yeah. you forget about it. And actually, yeah. that's probably what you're aiming for: is that you don't have to think about it, right? And you can just focus on what you're teaching, right? Yeah, very interesting. So when we were um, exchanging emails before we recorded this, I feel like a fashion advisor. For yeah, I mean, when you, you asked me to avoid <laughs> that, but I, I just. I, th I think the point about, um, you know, it's it's a complex system of communication. It's very dynamic. It's very fluid. Yeah. Um, and that sort of led me to my kind of my next point about when we were exchanging emails. You you were talking about rebelling and not rebelling mm. through dress. So mm. I'm, I'm really interested in that. So uh, your sort of further thoughts on, on doing it? Well, I think the sort of standard... Um, or sort of the you know, the standard theory about how dress works mm. is that there's a kind of um, you know there's a, a sort of 
a template or a stare, you know, like a particular way she looks. So that would be, say, the dress code. Yes. Uh, like yes. a suit, yes. for example. Mm -hmm. And then everyone is choosing whether to conform right. to that model yeah. or to resist yeah. that model. Um, and while I think that that is going on, mm. I am not sure that there's just one there's one model mm -hmm. you know that people are resisting or conforming to i think there are lots of different models so the right. model to do with how old you might be right. or your gender or yes. your class or your ethnicity yes. and then you've got your discipline and your institution yes. and all of these i suppose um tensions yes. you know means that actually how you appear there'll be There'll be there'll be things that are conforming, things that are resisting, right. and it's in in a way the re that's yeah. it's the relationship between what you're the things that you're wearing and where you are, as yeah. opposed to this is me, I'm subverting, yes. you know, as a sort of two dimensional. You can actually image. do both at the same time. Yeah, you can totally you can do yeah. it, you can do it in multiple ways. Yes, I think multiple ways, um, and that's probably what you're thinking about mm. when you're getting dressed. Yes, yes, in a way. Or, or not, if you get to that kind of yeah. ideal state, yeah. Um, so your, your area, I mean, part of your area, and you've been very clear about the way you cross disciplines, um, but part of your work is in arts and humanities, and, and particularly I work a lot with arts and humanities students. Um, it can be very difficult to launch an academic career in that area. It's, it's mm. very badly underfunded. Mm. There aren't many opportunities. It's not hugely valued compared to science. Yeah. Um, so, and you've done it, you know, you, you've successfully done that. So do you have any kind of insights from, from that process, apart from kind of being in the right time at the right place? What else did you do to make it work? Well, I think, I think always reminding your students, mm. you know, of the, of the importance of art and humanities and, yes. you know, because I teach this odd subject, critical yeah. textual studies, you know, I have I actually have to make it quite explicit to students. What is this subject about? Right. You know, what are we drawing on? So, yeah. for example, we are drawing on the humanities. We are drawing on the arts. Right. We are sometimes drawing on social sciences, and I think that is really helpful for yeah. our students, and it's also helpful for me because it's a reminder of you know the value mm. of these disciplines mm. and how they work but also I think that it's about uh, connecting those disciplines say with social sciences right. you know that's kind of where I feel like I want I'm going now which is you know I'm taking sort of um, design history uh, material culture yeah. um, and I'm kind of moving it into sort of anthropology and think, I, I suppose that's what I do I do a lot of work anyway yeah. kind of observe what people are yeah. what people are doing kind of yeah. but um, so I think this kind of interdisciplinary approach is really important right. not just because it um, allows for us to experience different mm. disciplinary backgrounds but it's a reminder of you know why the arts are important yes. why the humanities are important yeah. is when you see them in yeah. contrast right. and up close with other disciplines right. um and yeah i suppose that 
Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. I think it does. I mean, I mean I, what I'm picking up I, I, from that is I, I, kind of val be very clear about the value. Of very what you clear, do. yes. Yeah. And I think always reminding, mm. you know, like and making that clear. Yeah, in yeah. in your teaching materials, yeah. and you know, it's not just about you know conveying content, but it's like yeah. why this content? Yes. You know, why are we doing this? Yes. Why are you looking at this? Yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe that's also one of the reasons why I like design because I think design as a discipline mm. is great at cover at kind of drawing on arts and humanities and on on other disciplines as yeah, well. Yeah, it's kind of within lots of things meet. Exactly. It? Yeah, and um, so kind of almost finally, um, I, th I think you've probably already talked a bit about this, but what is it that keeps you interested and keeps you doing this? Uh, well, I just, I mean, I think that you know learning education yeah. is kind of sort of magical right. basically it, it right. really can yeah. you know change the way you think about the world mm. and that as a result the way you interact mm. with the world and other people and I don't know. I can't really imagine myself working anywhere else. Okay, so that's um, that's um, um, something I heard somebody say yesterday. It's, it's more of a vocation than a job. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, it it just there are times when it just feels so, like I said, magical, powerful. When you know you're talking with students and you can see something's going on there, yes. and there's a shift. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, you you know, university is an amazing opportunity. Yeah. There's nothing out there to comparable. <laughs> nothing like it. No. <laughs> nothing like it. No. Fantastic, thank you. So thank you so much for joining us today and for all your insights. Um, join us next time on Careers in Your Ears when we'll be exploring the careers world once again.